This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. No doup about it, the coup d'etat was successful. The January 6th attempt by so-called insurrectionists to overturn the election results was not the real coup, however. Those who answered President Trump's call to march on the Capitol were merely the fall guys, manipulated into creating the perfect crisis for the deep state, also known as the police state, also known as the military-industrial complex, also known as the techno-corporate state, also known as the surveillance state, to swoop in and take control. It took no time at all for the switch to be thrown and the nation's capital to be placed under a military lockdown, online speech forums restricted, and individuals with subversive or controversial viewpoints ferreted out, investigated, shamed, and or shunned. This new order didn't emerge into being this week or this month or even this year, however. Indeed, the real coup happened when our government of the people by the people, for the people, was overthrown by a profit-driven, militaristic, techno-corporate state that is in cahoots with the government of the rich, by the rich, and for the corporations. We have been mired in the swamp for decades now. Every successive president, starting with Franklin Delano Roosevelt, has been bought, lock, stock, and barrel, and made to dance to the deep state's tomb. Enter Donald Trump the candidate who sworn to drain the swamp in Washington, D.C. Instead of putting an end to the corruption, however, Trump paved the way for lobbyists, corporations, the military-industrial complex, and the deep state to feast on the carcass of the dying American Republic. Joe Biden will be no different. His job is to keep the deep state in power. Step away from the cult of personality politics, and you will find that beneath the power suits, they're all alike. Follow the money. It always points the way. As author Bertham Gross notes in his book, Friendly Fascism, The New Face of Power in America, and I'm quoting here, there's a new despotism creeping slowly across America. Faceless oligarchs sit at command posts of a corporate government complex that has been slowly evolving over many decades. In efforts to enlarge their own powers and privileges, they're willing to have others suffer the intended or unintended consequences of their institutional our personal greed, unquote. This stealthy, creeping, silent coup is the same danger that writer Rod Serling envisioned in the 1964 political thriller film Seven Days in May, which put the military in charge of a coup that would institute martial law packaged as a well-meaning and overriding concern for the nation's security. Indeed, proving once again that fact and fiction are not dissimilar, Today's current events could well have been lifted straight out of Seven Days in May, which takes viewers into eerily familiar terrain. Needless to say, while on the big screen the military coup is foiled and the Republic is saved in a matter of hours, in the real world the plot thickens and spreads out over the past half century. We've been losing our freedom so incrementally for so long, sold to us in the name of national security and global peace, maintained by way of martial law disguised as law and order, and enforced by a standing army of militarized police and a political elite determined to maintain their power at all costs. That it's hard to pinpoint exactly when it all started going downhill, but we've been on the, that fast-moving downward trajectory for some time now.
The question is no longer whether the U.S. government will be preyed upon and taken over by the military-industrial complex. That's a done deal. But martial law disguised as national security is only one small part of the greater deception we've been fooled into believing is for our own good. How do you get a nation to docilely accept a police state? Try to ram such a state of affairs down the throats of a populace, and you might find yourself with a rebellion on your hands. Instead, you bombard them with constant color-coded alerts, terrorize them with shootings and bomb threats in malls, schools, and sports arenas, desensitize them with a steady diet of police violence, and sell the whole package to them as being for their best interests. The present military occupation of the nation's capital by 25,000 troops as part of the so-called peaceful transfer of power from one administration to the next is telling. This is not the language of a free people. This is the language of force. Still, you can't say we weren't warned. Back in 2008, an Army War College report real revealed that, and I'm quoting here, widespread civil violence inside the United States would force the defense establishment to reorient their priorities and extremists to defend basic domestic order and human security, unquote. In 2009, the Department of Homeland Security issued reports labeling right-wing and left-wing activists and military veterans as extremists, or better known as terrorists, and called on the government to subject such targeted individuals to full-fledged pre-crime surveillance. Meanwhile, the police have been transformed into extensions of the military, while the nation itself has been transformed into a battlefield. And then you got the government, which has been steadily amassing an arsenal of military weapons for use domestically and equipping and training their troops, so-called, for war. Even government agencies with large administrative functions have been acquiring body armor, riot helmets and shields, cannon launchers, and police firearms and ammunition. Rounding out this profit-driven campaign to turn American citizens into enemy combatants and America into a battlefield is a technology sector that has been colluding with the government to create a big brother that is all-knowing, all-seeing, and inescapable. So you see, January 6 and its aftermath provide the government and its corporate technocrats the perfect excuse to show off all their powers they've been amassing so assiduously over the years. Mind you, by government, I'm not referring to the highly partisan two-party bureaucracy of the Republicans and Democrats. I'm referring to government with a capital G, the entrenched deep state that is unaffected by elections, unaltered by populist movements, and has set itself beyond the reach of law. I'm referring to the corporatized, militarized, entrenched bureaucracy that is fully operational and staffed by unelected officials, who are, in essence, running the country and calling the shots in Washington, D.C., no matter who sits in the White House. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, the War on the American People, this is the hidden face of a government that has no respect for the freedom of we the people. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, 
Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.